everybody and welcome to sister friend podcast we are here today doing something very different it's not usually it's just me and my sister or me and another guest but we have quite a few guests here and they're not women either (laughs) (laughs) so um i guess we can go around the table and y'all can introduce yourself you want to share your social media you can share your social media obviously i'm here with my sister sean and then i guess we go from the right all the way down how you doing ryan you can follow me on instagram at block Underscore Block. Yes. <laughs> underscore Block is doing anything. Yes. Fitness. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? My name is Omar. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at uh Nappyhead Four uh, Ds. <laughs> um, most people don't know this And I'm just put it out there But he got his name from my mama Like it all <laughs> My mama used to call him Neffy Head And it just stuck It stuck <laughs> Definitely <laughs> Literally <laughs> And I'm Dashell And I don't have a form to be followed on Oh okay, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> For people who don't know That's my daddy we just needed an old soul on here, y'all, to bring some wisdom. And some knowledge. He's some definitely knowledge. been doing that so far now. <laughs> okay, so today we're just going to have an open discussion because we started a brief conversation and we got on the subject of being a provider and how things should be split when men and women are dating. So I guess the easiest way to start off is for us to just go by the definition of a provider. And a provider is a person or a thing that provides something. A supplier, a donor, a giver, a breadwinner, typically referred to as the man of the home. Now, the question is, in this day and age, do you think that men should still be 100% the provider or should everything be 50-50? I guess we can go around and express our opinions about it. Tashawn, what you think? I actually don't believe in the whole 50-50 thing. Um, I'm solely stuck on, they call me old-fashioned, but I'm solely stuck on the man being the provider. Um, if I had the choice not to work, I probably wouldn't work and just stay at home and be a homemaker. But nowadays, that's not something that's really the norm. And basically, I'm, I guess you could say I'm the number one breadwinner. I provide for my kids. I provide for myself. Okay. So, Ryan, what you think about dating? Should it go 50-50? No, I don't believe in 50-50. I think everything should be 100-100 between both parties. So both people should bring their all into the situation regardless. It shouldn't We shouldn't have to split, divvy, hey, you cover the bill today, and I'll cover this tomorrow. That, that situation should not have to occur. See, my question is, are we talking about, like, when, you, like when you're courting a woman? 
or well, when when you guys are already in somewhat type of a situation. Well, right now, let's just talk about the dating. That's the dating part. Yeah. Okay, so so is dating and courting considered the same thing? Because in my it, day, we called it courting. Courting. Yeah. So now people look at dating as something less than courting, or what? Well, now I wanted to know because I feel like. Dating and court, in my opinion, just off of how me and Tashana were taught, because um, we may have been raised separately by our parents, but you were very like intentional in how you wanted us to recognize how we should be treated by men if we decide to get in a relationship with them. So I use courting and dating unanimously. Okay. So I don't see I don't see a difference between the two, but some people do. Yeah, some people feel like I guess, I guess the courting part would probably be maybe like the first one or two dates to express your interest, and then the dating would be like later on, like down the line, like Once okay, you we get into an actual relationship. Well, not an actual relationship, but when you get to the point where like you just solidify, like okay, we're we're like we're on to something, like we're gonna you know make something happen. Okay. I guess, but I now guess. even dating is kind of like outdated. It's that's what we, I'm saying. We talk. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So exactly. what's the what's the levels then? I mean, I, I look at it like now, like okay, if, if I'm expressing interest in a woman, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to court her. So I'm gonna be like, okay, well, you know, let's go out to dinner. Let's 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 get to know each other, one another. Um, and then once we establish that both of us have an interest, then we'll we'll continue to you know talk in the date, and eventually, I mean, even throughout that whole period, though, I'm still. I guess you could say courting, you know? Right, in the sense, but, it, but nowadays, what, when you're establishing that type of connection and that bond, women are aggressors too. So instead of you always asking, hey, let's do this, let's do that, women are asking you now, like, hey, you want to do this, mm-hmm. you want to do that. So yeah. just because she asks you and she might want to take you out, you're supposed to say, hey, because I'm a man, yeah. I'm supposed to provide That's you, all what- it's all right. I got it. Oh, but that's why you say it should be a hundred percent either way. It should be either way. Like if, if if my woman wants to do for me, I'm not feeling like uh, no. I got it. You know, if you want to do something for me, do it. You, you could. Just, you want to. You want to show your appreciation, and I feel the same way. Like if I want to do for my woman, I'm gonna do for my woman. I think that's different though, because personally, me, like I don't care if I invite you. If it's a date, then you need to be held. Yes, you are held financially responsible. You are held responsible for what time I get home. You are held responsible for what happens to me while we are out. That's just how I feel about it. I feel like there is a difference between casually dating and courting, Mm -hmm. but based on, like, regardless of what the premise is, like, if it's just casual or if we serious about something, I don't care if I say, hey, let's go to the movie. You paying for it. You paying for it. Like, I I I feel like if we're in a relationship, there will be times where I will treat you. But for the majority, like, I'm not going to. You got to prove yourself out here. Yes. And (laughs) I'm not like, point blank, period. Just to put a a play on words of what Drake said, I'm not going 50 50 with no nigga. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. If you, you can't, but like, see, the whole point is. But see, what interrupts that also is now you got women that's like, kind of, I guess. They want the 50-50. Well, no, they don't want the 50-50. They want everything that you're saying, you know, the courting, like, if I, oh, let's go to the movies, I'm like, you still going to pay type stuff. But 
they're not they're they're doing that with multiple oh i get what so you're it's saying. like it's like it's like at and in some instance i can kind of understand when like a brother is like trying to talk to a guy i mean to a girl and she's talking to multiple dudes and she if she asks you oh you want to go out to the movies oh uh, you know i'm not a sucker <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not a free meal. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to feel played in a sense where it's like, hey, just bring me some food or let's go get something to eat. Yeah. You want to establish some type of connection with these people. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's what I'm saying. Financials aside, it's not about paying for again. It's, it's like a mutual respect between two parties. Mm-hmm. When you when you when you come into a situation like that, there's nothing wrong with. Paying for anything, no matter who's asking. Yeah. It's okay. A lot of, it's, a it's a lot of city girls out here. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing is, nowadays, like people don't even have that conversation up front. It's like both of y'all just end up yeah. finessing each other. I mean, it has to be a mutual understanding. Hold, 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 hold. Let me say this right. For one thing, anytime that you start talking about men and women, I think 50 50 is absurd. Yeah. Number one. But let me throw a monkey wrench in this. The real problem is society dictates too many trends in homes and families. See, people do things publicly and it develops into a trend that moves through society like cancer moves through a body. Mm -hmm. And that's very dangerous because things can be made popular amongst people by the wrong people. So, you know, if we start following trends that take us into women that are having, you know, multiple uh, men at one time. In fact, anytime that you have a situation in a home where a woman feels that it's okay to go out and sample the wares, that's a problem. Because when you really start looking at it, Men are looking for a woman to marry, you know, and the thing should be that if the man is not looking for a woman to marry, then he should be treated like the plague. You know, we, we kind of deal with these situations so differently now because the trends says that it's okay. It's okay for us to just date liberally. It's okay for us to have multiple partners. We've gotten to a place where sex has become casual and not at all spiritual. I don't believe in casual sex. But, okay, so, but didn't back in the day, like, girls had multiple courting partners regardless? I mean, it was, there were more formal rules in it as far as, like, being chaperoned and all that stuff like that. But didn't women have, like, multiple well, men that she courted and it was, he was still held responsible for her well-being. It was a time when, when you know, a woman could date more than one guy. But what you got to understand is at that time, virtue was supreme. Yeah. You know, there was no way that you were going to get into a casual sex situation with a young lady, you know. Either her parents would chase you off with the shotgun or, you know, mm-hmm. she would chase you off literally. But, yeah. again, the trends have gotten us away from those type of relationships. So now it's kind of like a free-for-all. Well, a lot of times guys just feel it's just like Omar was saying, like, before 
He's now we have it in a space where these girls are basically just playing off of what they can get from each man, and at this point, the guys feel like they being I mean, played for a sucker. It's almost praise, yeah. literally, like in, in this day oh, and yeah, age. That's the trend. Yeah. Okay, so what am I trying to say? So I think people forget that in the whole dating process, just like you said, a man is trying to look for a wife. So. No, but I'm saying exactly. like so, that's true. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying like we know that people have other agendas, and sometimes people just strictly want things to be casual. But the original idea of courting was that you were looking for a mate, correct? Yeah, right, right. Okay, so people get away from the idea that in dating you are supposed to prove to me that you are able to provide in some way. We're supposed to win you over. And then once we come together, it's not just you serving me. At this point, we're serving each other because I have my duties as your wife but the whole thing is like we've gotten away from that and now these niggas feel like (laughs) (laughs) i give you something you got to give me something and i'm not for that i'm not these niggas (laughs) i just want to make just want to make that clear well there's there's you know when you see these type of things you know there's a cause for that it is and and the cause is the breakdown of the family you know, when you think about a man in the home, he has his wife and he has his children. A man in the home with his children is totally different from a man across town away from his home with children. Because I, I don't care how much you love your children, it's just like in the, in the animal kingdom. The lion has a territory. And he has his pride. Don't use lion as the example. Yeah, I'm going to use a lion as the example. got multiple wives. It doesn't matter about <laughs> that. The reason that I'm using the lion because the lion has a pride. And usually it's it's uh, square miles. So when he's tracing the perimeter of his territory, the pride is unprotected by him. So as much as he cares for his cubs and his pride, if a threat comes in his absence, there's absolutely nothing he can do about it. So the situation, when you get multiple homes that function as a lion pride, you're away from the home. So you can talk about how much co-parenting you want to do. The absence of that man creates a void that sometimes can be tampered with. And once you tamper with that family enough, you're going to be able to pluck a cub or two out of there. So you think the absence of men in the home have something to do with the dynamic of dating right now? It definitely, it does. It definitely. For real? Yeah. yeah. Family, the breakdown of the, of the family structure definitely causes the majority of the reason why people act. Yeah, it causes confusion. I mean, so y'all think co-parenting can't restructure that? I think it is. I think co-parenting is kind of reemerging a little bit, and I think probably because it's more like it's shedded in the light now, like with like social media and like different people, like you you're starting to see fathers being there for their kids now. Yeah, because in the last in the last episode when I was talking to my mom about, it, I was like I've noted because people still talk about deadbeat black dads mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that, but I've noticed. Our friends, when they have children, they're extremely active in their kids. Like, no matter how they feel, if they on good terms with the baby mom, if they on bad terms yeah. with her, they're very active with making sure that they kid have everything that he needs financially and that he's there to give moral support and to show him yeah. that he's there. I get that, but then that also 
ties into what daddy was saying because even though you're co-parenting you still have a mother that's in a household with the child that's herself. dealing with everyday situations There's that no dad is not always it's, there it's, for it's not structure right within co-parenting you co-parent how you co-parent this person co-parents how they co-parent exactly. it's not a strict routine like back when you had a family you had a head of household had the wife, had so you saying that y'all not day. always on the same page? Exactly. Nobody's always, always on the same, on the same page. page. Yeah, that's always. It's always going to be riff, like different ripples between the two. Yeah. And in a traditional household, you have a, a head of the household that is going to set the rules, and then you have the mom that is going to reinforce those rules and make sure everybody is staying in that's line. That's the last one. <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> there used to be a show. Hey, I'm <laughs> the only one. <laughs> There used to be a show called Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. Now, I know none of you guys are old enough to know what this show's about, but it was kind of like a cartoon that basically what it highlighted was the the family unit. And the, the slogan for this show was actually Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. Anytime one of those children got out of line in the home, the mother would say to them, you just wait till your father gets home. <laughs> so what I that did was, that. you know, when you have a home where the man and the woman is in the home and the children are there, what you have is now the woman has the opportunity to totally be a woman. Mm-hmm. She don't have to worry about this. She don't have to worry about that. She can worry about being a mom. And see, I'm going to tell you something. Women talk about how powerful they are and, you know, how strong they are. Can you imagine when a woman is put in a situation where she can explore totally all of her strength? See, when you're defending vulnerable areas, you can't be your absolute strongest. It's impossible. It's totally impossible. When you are allowed to focus totally on what your strengths are, that's when you are most affected. I get you. Any person. Why do you why do you say that though? Because it's a simple reality. Like if you take any war type situation, all snipers are snipers. You don't take a sniper, the guy that actually gets the kill shot, you don't take him and put him down there in the trench with the regular grunts. You put him in a strategic location where all he has to do is take out specific, specific targets. Basically, everybody plays that position. Because that's why he's going to be most effective. That's why in military campaigns, you have everybody that's a specialist, and they do specialists, and then you have those that aren't specialists, and they do whatever they do. So basically, it's like a maximize your genius type situation. But this is 2019. Nobody wants to be a master. You want to be a jack of all trades. Nobody wants to be a master. It's not, necessary, it's not necessary that you want to be. Want to, want to master one thing. No, I, I can do this and I can do that. I can do this and I can do that as well. I don't think it's necessary that you want to be. I think it's an adaptation that women have because there was a period of time where black men weren't living up to. And whatever the reason, if it was, um, if it was them being held down or incarcerated or the man working against them whatever the situation was there was a long period of time where black women 
were not supported by black men whether black men chose not to or they were not mentally prepared to or they just couldn't live up to the responsibility if they chose not to live up to the responsibility this is an at what we have now in the single in a quote-unquote single parent household it's an evolution of how women had to adapt at one point okay it's not just like it's not people choosing to be a jack of all trades how is it unfair let me tell you why i think that's unfair first of all because i'm 30 plus years older than you that's why i think (laughs) (laughs) and i understand i understand that by no means no man that has had 50 minutes to bond with his child would want to see any type of scenario where he's not totally engaged with that child. No real man would want that. But I think that if we take the time to understand that, we can never get to a place where the cause for things is not the most important thing to realize. Because if you fail to realize what the cause is, you never stand a chance of fixing it, correcting it, improving it. Which is why we're having this conversation right now, because things are so chaotic and crazy. Even the gentleman right here, when he says, you know, this is what people want now. People want this because something happened in the cosmos to spring a certain events in place, and then people start changing their ideals. They didn't change their ideas because one day they woke up and said, hell, I'm going to leave my family. I ain't going to worry about none of these son of a biscuit eaters today. That's not what happened. What happened was so much pressure was applied to that family unit that systematically it started being dismantled. But that was, that's my whole point. I'm just saying because he said that people want to be a jack of all trades. I don't think that there is a mother out there that say, hey, I want to be a mama and a daddy to my baby. No. Well, she'll say that. She'll say that because she feels like that's what she has to do because things aren't going the way that she needs it to be for her child. But I'm saying in 2019, if you tell a woman, hey, you do this, you do this great, but you can only do this, they look at you crazy. Yeah, that's that's not going to work. No, I do not have to only do this. I can do this. And I can do this. And I can do a lot more. My name is Kiana Radford, and I believe in gender roles. Mm. I just want to say it right now. So whenever a man say that women are too independent or people want to talk about feminists, I am not that kind of feminist. My mama never taught me to be liberated from anything. (laughs) You know what? I think that, I think, I think that as a man, I have dominion naturally, so I don't even have to verbalize that I have dominion. I don't even have to. I don't even have to give instructions. I can go out and do the things that I do as a man, and my woman will conform according to what I do. I always say that though. I always say like, women control the relationship, but men set the tone. So it's like. A woman is going to state what she requires from a provider or what she needs in a husband, and she's going to state the things that she's not going to stand for, but it's up to any man that comes into her presence that's going to set the premise of what he's not going to take. Either you're going to pick it up or you're going to put it down. Mm-hmm. Like, you are choosing a wife. It's that a man who finds a wife finds a good, good thing, thing, but at the end of the day, it's a man's decision on if that's the woman for him. Like, hey, this is her mindset, and I don't think she's going to change it, and I'm not going to deal with that. Right. Because if a woman... That's a decision that needs to be made before sex is involved. 
But we live. <laughs> that, we live that's in, our problem. Nobody want to have that. Nobody want to have that conversation. We live in a world where that's so casual, and people look at me. People look at me crazy when I talk about sex the way that I do. And I feel like if people really knew how powerful sex was, they wouldn't be going out here having it all casual like that. They can't know because. The reason they can't know is very simple. They're not being taught. They don't even realize until it's way too late. People don't start figuring out how important sex is until they get like 40. 40? Yeah, so you don't <laughs> have like, so, so you don't have like, like 25 plus years. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. If you think about it, I don't even know how old you guys are. Think about how many women that you've actually slept with. And after you think about that, think about how many of those women that you slept with that you know right now today was a badass idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be willing to bet you that if you sat down and put a number to it, well over 50% of them women you slept with was a bad idea. And here's the problem with that. As men, we're so engaged with our abilities as a youth of what we can do and I'm trying to keep this as clean as possible a young buck with a stamina, young buck with stamina. <laughs> we're so into that that we don't even realize how we're setting ourselves up for all kind of situations man just all kind of situations because so what's the con to it so like you know if you're a young buck you're out here messing around so what, what as you are now more established what do you feel like is the miscue when you're being promiscuous at a young age? Man, where you want to start? At the top or the bottom? Uh, because the, the, the thing <laughs> of it is, you deny yourself so many things, man. When you, here's the thing. When you just start having sex, and I you just like continue to have sex, what it does is, every time you engage, it numbs that spiritualness of it. So once you, you know, once it, I hate to put a number to it because it varies from people to people, but let's say once you hit that fifth time, okay, now you just don't, you, you turned out, you just strictly, strictly physical now. It's not about you looking for, no you looking for that next pound. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm, and, 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 and I can speak from experience because as a young man, you know, I had them meet each other at the door. Seriously, as a young man, I had my own place. I had a job. I had a car. So at that time, in those in that era, sex was the thing. And if you could put it down, man, they were lying. Man, it spread around town like good news. So and 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 that's the trap. Because once you get once you do it, you do it once, you do it twice. Now you've established a pattern. Man, it's like becoming a crackhead, man. Right. That first time it was good. That second time it wasn't so good. So you're chasing that first time. But once you get past four or five, now it's hard to quit. Right. Man. And I don't think, I don't, I, want, I just want to be clear. I don't want to, I don't want it to turn into a situation where it sounds like some, like we targeting black men or whatever. Because I feel like women need to change their mentality too. Right. I, I was listening to the same podcast I was telling y'all about, and the boy, he do a segment where he, like, he answers advice calls or whatever, mm. and somebody messaged him, the guy said that he was a virgin, and he finally had sex, but the girl that he had sex with, she, like, left, she disappeared or whatever, he said he don't know how, he was like, he can't get enough, but he doesn't know how to pursue women at this point. 
and the nigga the <laughs> the nigga the the boy told him he said you don't have to do anything just be there the women will follow he said at this day and age men are the honey and women are the bears I, I can see that I can definitely see that mass incarceration you can just do mathematically and understand that it's like twenty men for every one. Have woman, y'all ever like, been? Have, like have y'all ever twenty worked, women to every one man? I should say. Have you ever worked in a call center where mostly women? It's, have you ever worked in a medical uh, facility? A, oh my goodness! Mostly women? It's all women. And that one male nurse. Yes, I seen it. And they go crazy. Like they literally go crazy. Like I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Like it's like wow. But it's true. You can see the aggression in females. Like. Is it aggression so, or is it? Yeah, like to apply the is it de- pressure is it, is it, to, to apply pressure to men. Like you know how you would pursue a woman to try to you know what I'm saying engage in those type of activities, mm. but they throwing it at you. You you used to being the hunter. Yeah. Now you being hunted. Yeah. And it you're not even used to it, so you ain't even got your defense mechanism up. You yeah, don't really that's know crazy. How to, so how y'all think that dynamic changed? Like, like how he said, from men just, pursuing to women to women just going after. I mean, for black women, I mean, it's definitely it's not a, it's not enough black men out here. Yeah, like just like how he said, I mean, yeah, it's like it's wherever it's you're at, it's a it's a shortness. I have an opinion on that, okay, but we'll a, save it for right, another listen, episode. There's, there's, there's a lot of gay men. Number one, there's a lot of men getting incarcerated. Number two. Okay, so at these rates, interracial at, couples. I just want to throw that out. But that's still. I'm just saying. I'm talking about women talking in general. About, and we're talking about. That's just not me, me though. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, They're going to. Oh, you mean that's? Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Oh, that probably is a thing. Also, like. You know. Ain't no probably. Drop the probably. That's a thing. Well, this, of course that's a thing. So now you take all three of those things, and it's a. Pool of black women and twelve or thirteen black guys, black men. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. And what you gonna do? What you gonna share? Like uh, men are not like they're Some not really built to handle all that type of temptation. A you lot can of probably women say no two or three times. That fourth and fifth, it gets kind of off. <laughs> you th- no, you know, I, I don't I, think so. I don't think so. I think that that's part of the problem. I feel like casual sex depletes your discipline, your self-discipline. Me personally, I don't have casual. I don't do that. I want to read something, y'all. Now, I'm not trying to get all biblical on y'all, but I just want to read this one little thing right here. This is uh, what happened between Adam and Eve in the garden. Here come the Israelite, y'all. Whatever. (laughs) And this is what y'all said to the woman. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow in thy conception. And then he said, You'll bring forth children and thy desi- you'll bring forth children and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now, you see what y'all was saying about how the women that cannot be helped. See, that's something that the Almighty set in place, and it's gonna endure till the end of time because he can't lie. So every woman on this planet, if you notice, even women that say they homosexual or gay or whatever they want to call it, even women that say they homosexual and gay, what do they have? A lot of them, children. In fact, the only ones that don't have children, 
The only gay women that don't have children is where that spirit is so dominant in their life, maybe where that spirit just got on them at infancy, and they never had any idea of even knowing that they were female. So you just, you're saying that <clears throat> women are like naturally enticing? I what I'm saying is that part of a curse of a woman was for her to desire the man. I thought it was she was going to try to rule over a man and he wasn't going to, like, that was going to be a no, struggle no, forever. It, it, it says quite clearly, it says, and thy desire shall be to thy husband. So, you know, when you think about it and you see it, you got all these different conditions that is leading into that plus that thing that he spoke into that spirit of that woman it has no choice like you said there there are more women than men mm -hmm. and there are a lot of different reasons for that and and here's the crazy part about it i saw this thing on the internet today with this doctor i can't remember his name but he goes around the country and he talks about inappropriate relationships amongst black people and what we don't realize is that we have the most inappropriate relationships as a result of slavery. That's, 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 that's real. And when you think about it, everybody, every other group of people on this planet were able to take advantage of the slave trade except for who? Us. Except for us, yeah. So all of these things that we're discussing and the conditions that we're having are a direct result of the slave trade. Because everything was done to destroy our family unit. So all these things that were put into place is causing us to be where we are today. So we're sitting here and we're having this conversation this evening. Think about this right here. What is the one thing that we can do to make a difference? Repair the family unit. Self-identify. Like what? Well... If every woman made it their business to be a woman and every man made it his business to be a man, how much of a problem would we be in? I mean, yes. I think that's something that's easier said than done. That's what I'm saying. That's what I, I agree it's easier said than done, but check this out. No matter how hard it is, it can be done. It can be done. It can like, be done, but it'll be years and years. What is a woman? Like, but okay. What, what does it mean to be a man, and then what does it mean to be a woman? Here's the thing, though, we can't make a decision of the lives of every black individual on the planet. I agree. The only thing that we are in control of is our ecosystem, right? Actually, our individual. Our individual exactly, self, yeah. our individual selves. So I feel like the biggest precaution that you can take is changing your own behavior. Yeah. But we know Ryan is nine times out of ten not gonna just wake up and make a decision to marry his baby mama. We know Omar is not gonna nine times out of ten just wake up and make a decision to marry his baby mama. The best that we have right now is co-parenting for a lot of these situations. So how do we change the dynamic of how women and men view relationships and being providers? That's a great question. I think one of the main it's things. What, what, what exactly is. Oh, I'm children sorry. Children value themselves and be selective for who they lay down. With. But sometimes that goes left because people change. Like, people. Like, 
teaching somebody to value themselves can easily put them in a detriment state of being hubris or conceited you know what i mean like you can teach your girl to value herself and then she grows up thinking that she's got gifts to every man but that's a fear that actually does not exist okay it I, happens I, okay in spite of the fact that it happens has it has has it happened to that little girl yet? No, it hasn't. That's what has what happened? What she was saying about the child grow up to be conceited. See, we can't let the fear of what could happen prevent us from installing what we should into that child. I'm not saying that it shouldn't that. happen. I'm saying like, how do we do it? And keep it in a state of humility as to where it's balanced. You know what I mean? Because the whole point of y'all respecting each other is that you honor yourself. I can't respect a man unless I honor who I am. So I know in my place how I'm supposed to treat that man. Okay. I had to learn. I'm still learning it the hard way. Sometimes I gotta learn I need to shut up. Sometimes I need to learn how to walk away as a woman. And I feel like that I was taught how a man should treat me and how I should the place that I should sit in as a woman in a union, but I'm still learning my place. That's why I'm saying, how exactly do we do it now? If we're trying to make a balanced situation as to where we respect each other as men and women, and that men know their place as a provider, whatever the decision is between those two individuals. I think it needs to be taught to both roles. Cause I've been in situations where I've expected certain things from men and to them that's foreign and the only reason why i have those expectations is because the way my daddy raised me and the way my daddy brought me up and to a lot of guys that's that's foreign they don't now when y'all say providing what exactly are you saying like once like woman and man is together right as far as providing what what do you guys consider exactly providing like what's the what's the what's the the the, ba- the basics, I guess, I can, I'm I can say. I'm going off of the dynamics of the household that we were raised in. My mm. dad was the sole provider. Mm. Everything was taken care of by my dad, and my mom was literally a homemaker. Okay. For a long time. Yes, she was okay. there when we when she saw us off to school. She took care of everything at home, made sure food was cooked, the okay. house was clean. When I we came home from school, so I was like five. When we God, came dang. home from school, she was there, and that was for each and every child. Who was the dynamic? A two parent household. It was a two parent household. I mean, but even even when it came to a point where they separated, my mom was still. She was very intentional in making us see what the role of a woman was and how we should respect men. Even though she had her differences with my daddy, she was very she was very intentional in teaching us the ways of which we should respect our father. And she pointed out the moments where she felt like he was teaching us how a woman should be treated. Mm-hmm. So now, in like in today's in today's day and age. That is pretty much kind of like, oh yeah, like it's it's not really too it's many parents that right. when they like when 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 my son's mother she had our child, I told her not to work for a year. You get what I'm saying? Right. So that is almost kind of like extinct. It so is. 
as of now, what what do you what what do you call just you know as as realistic? If you if you were to you know try to co-parent now, what is I the what is the basis of providing? I'm, I'm I'm really I'm really kind of I'm kind of vexed with the fact that we're actually kind of looking at avenues how to improve co-parenting, co-parenting. But I think that I think that the real problem probably is shouldn't be co-parents. We shouldn't be co-parents. The reality is what you make it. And this there, is there are two thing. little wait a minute. There are two little kids over there in the I other room. Over there. Get on that. See, those two little kids right now could be taught exactly how they're supposed to act in a relationship. The little boy, he needs to understand, look, I can't be running around putting my penises in little girls. Mm-hmm. I tell when I get the to the point where But I'm, then you have the situation get, where because we're co parenting he You're getting a, something from somewhere else. Exactly. And see, so that in itself is the problem. He thinks that yeah. it's okay for a man to have two women. Oh, he showed me. And he's expressed that to me before. Oh, Why wow. can't my dad have you and have his wife? Because both of y'all got kids from him. He wow. showed me. And at one point, both of y'all was in a... Ro- at one point, you were in a romantic relationship with him. And she is. So he thinks that that's... Okay, so that's something that I have to restructure in his mind that it's not okay mm-hmm. for a man to have multiple children from different women. Okay, you ha- I got to jump in on that. Now, what I'm about to say is very controversial. Listen, I know where you're going to. <laughs> and I want everybody that ever hear what I say to hear this because I live what I'm talking. When I go into a home, I won't give a damn how many daddies there. I'm the fucking daddy. When you get a man, he need to understand one thing. You a woman with children. He come in that home, he need to be a daddy. Because see, co-parenting, I ain't got, I don't have the opportunity to affect what other people think. I can only affect what I think and what in my household. Mm-hmm. Because when I say certain things ain't going to happen within these walls, they not going to happen. But see, that's. Just like y'all said, that's not a common thing. Because it don't matter you, how common it is. Then you have some guys that are very territorial about their children. It don't matter how common it is. Because you will take your child and take him over there with you. Because before I allow the, the before I allow all those things that I perpetuated as a young man to continue in my life, I'll die first. Nigga, you will have to kill me. Take your child and go. I mean, take your child and go because as long as your child living in this house, these are the type of rules. There are women, young women live. Well, it's a young woman living in my house right now. And even that young woman, the same things that I said to y'all, I say to her. And the same things that I stood behind with y'all, I stand behind with her and I'm not bending from that. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter. I mean, her daddy can come and say, nigga, what you can do is take your child and go because you ain't going to affect nothing that happens here. Because at the end of the day, when this is all said and done, I'm going to have to stand before y'all and say, hey, this is what I did. One thing that I do appreciate. I totally agree with that. <laughs> I mean, but I'm just saying, like, I, I understand that. that we need to get to a point where co-parenting is not the casual, but the reality is there are some situations right now where... That's just what it is. Are you Your saying- conviction is what it is. Your conviction is what it is. Your conviction is what your life is. So what are these young men supposed to do right now with their children? Whatever all their I conviction do, is. Well, what? All, all I can do is 
love my son the way I'm supposed to love my son and still principles and values that I can instill with him while he's in while he's with me. That that's what I can do. Mm-hmm. I can respect his mother, even though we're not together. I can still show him that I respect this person, that I don't have hatred, no type of malice for this person, and show that to him. That's what I can do on my part. I, all I can do is play my part. I can't play her part. I can't play both positions, but I can play my part in the situation that I'm dealt with. Now, I can talk to her in regards of the things that I've been instilling in him mm-hmm. to try to have her carry on those type of morals and principles, but I can't guarantee that she does. Mm-hmm. So that's all, all I can do is what I can do. I can make the attempts. I can make efforts, but that's all I can do. Is that not co-parenting? That is co-parenting in a sense. But what, what he's saying is I shouldn't have had to put myself in a position to co-parent. Yeah. See, my situation, my situation is a little bit different. I'm still trying to make that Work. Work, yeah. So, in my whole thing, I'm kind of trying to, you know, find my way through God and through other, you know, other things as well just to kind of make that work in a household. So, it's like, that's why I can say I understand what what you're saying. But it might require you eat a lot of crow to make it work because I'm going to tell you. It's hard. It is hard. It is hard. As hard as it is, the alternative is co-parenting. And a lack of input. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it means you got to take a lot of crap to be there, yeah. it might be worth that crap to get that end product out of that yeah. out of that, that, that child. Because at the end of the day, you know, we living in a time where everybody openly killing our children. Yeah, right? You know, the, the boyfriends killing them, right. the girlfriends killing them, yes. the police killing them, yeah. the doctors killing them, the damn government stealing them. Yeah. Yeah. So if we don't do something, you know, to, to win our family, to get up, control our family unit again, uh-huh. man, we're going to be erased. Yeah. <laughs> For real. So... <laughs> You know, and 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 the and the truth of the matter is, I really believe that as men, I don't believe that a woman can change this. And and it's not that I don't think that women are powerful or empowered. It's just that I believe that as the leader, the man is the leader. The man is the ordained leader. So why would you even expect for correction to come from somewhere other than just us? But still, eventually, a woman has to like. You can only yeah, you can only you can only be an example and say what you're not gonna stand for and what you require. But at the end of the day, a woman has to make the decision of if she gonna heed to that. Because in a sense, the law is on their side, regardless. Like regardless, majority of the time, I agree. The law is on the law side. The law is on the law side. I am living proof that the law is on the law side. Dynamic that the that the government is on the mother's side, I'm living proof that that is not a fact. It's not a fact. A lot of a lot of situations that involve children and uh, a situation where there's uh, a two-parent home, they are actually going into the whole 
50-50 thing, which mm. results in co-parenting. Yeah, I've seen instances so, where yeah, it's so like that's that like a well. big They're pushing thing it. Now. They, yeah, the they courts are pushing it. Yeah, the courts are pushing it. That might be something new, but I'm just saying. Well, I understand what you're saying. I can relate to what you're saying. From my circumstance. I think that... the fact of dealing with egos, dealing with immaturity at a young age, having... Having a child young, young, young when yeah. you're still a kid yourself and you don't know how to deal with these type I of things, you don't also, even know how to communicate with each other. It depends on your your drive as a parent, and it depends on your persistence because you got a lot of guys out there because of the type of female they're fit, they're dealing with. They gonna fall back when when it get too hot. Uh, between um, the whole co-parenting thing, but then you got some guys that's gonna go toe to toe with these that's women, true. and I'm dealing with one. Yeah. So and and I think where the difficulty comes in is with the whole co-parenting thing is there's with me and with my situation anyway it's the way that he was raised and the way that I was raised. He was mm. raised in a situation where his daddy was not. Not there all the time. Mm. So he, he was solely he raised. raised. He was drug up. He, he wasn't raised. Basically, he was drug up. He was, he was raised by his mama. So his whole entire life, he was coddled. And yeah. while his sister was the one who was actually being uh, parented. Yeah. So I was basically dealing with a big old child. Yeah, I can and underst- I still am. I can understand. I can don't nobody know who he is. I'm just saying I was dealing I still am. I'm dealing with a big child. I've seen situations like that to where it works like I have a close friend. He's mm-hmm. going through the same similar type of situation, but I think the son um the 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 mother probably thought that once she applied pressure that he was going to kind of fall back uh-huh. and just like, you and know, you do what you do and, and he yeah. he went he went he he went more than toe to toe. He went all the way there. Yeah. And she just kind of was just yeah. And and he's had he he has like a future or so like he he understand he knows the whole process yeah. you know so. And I try to talk to a lot of guys about that because a lot of guys they when the when those females do apply that pressure they want to fall back and I'm like no you know there's a what lot type of pressure steps. are you referring to though. Just basically being the one that's setting the the dynamics of how the parenting is going to go. What's gonna happen? Yes. What's gonna happen? Yeah. Where's gonna when, happen? How how but, much time you're I'll, gonna be spending with your t- child? When you see your child? And a lot of guys they fall back from that. Like okay, it's whatever. I, I don't even want to deal with this. I don't want to smoke with you. None of the. But the question becomes: Who is willing to actually listen? Some of these women just enforce. Some people just enforce. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. I, I There's throw a, lot of, there too. a lot of steps that guys can take to S- move past that. Something that I notice is this. A lot of times with, with our people, when you have the woman that is not working, she's got multiple children. She's got multiple children from different men. She is not, uh, she's not in a specific career or she's trying to get into a career she hasn't achieved that yet. I find that the courts lean a lot toward that woman. The court system leans a lot toward that woman. However, when you have a situation when there's a man that is very persistent and he's gotten legal counsel and he's pursuing the legal avenues to try to establish and assert himself as a father, the court then turns and lean towards that 50-50 mechanism. See, and and I, I agree with you, 
but the thing is, ignorance plays a big part. So, because most of these dudes are young, they have no idea how to handle it. it. How to handle right. it? Right. Yeah. They just know legal counsel when I get in trouble with the law. If I that's pretty much all the time they doing legal counsel. <laughs> yeah. Obtaining an attorney in regards mm-hmm. to when it comes to your child support case, it's an all man, or you know, or yeah. how to handle that situation because they're just ignorant to the fact. Nobody taught Talk them, them the process. Them the process. I feel yeah. that's a personal responsibility thing. Exactly. This is my thing though. You're I'm, kids, I'm very, I'm very like anti-victimization. Like I feel like there are a lot of things that are used to oppress us, but at this point, instead of giving people the power in identifying the blame, the only thing you can do is rectify the situation. Yeah. You know that you don't know shit about getting representation or having a solicitor. What is it that you can do about that? Because if you keep if you keep shying around the idea or keep dwelling on the fact that man, this girl done went and got a lawyer. I don't know nothing about this. This man got <laughs> all these big Hold words. On. Let me tell you something. And not right only now. that, Hold though, on. when you when Hold you're hit with an order, with they tell you that you you're allowed by law, you're allowed representation. Hold by on. Hold on. Let me tell you something. When you mention police, judge, and court. The average black American Don't want under the age under the age of thirty None to immediately do comes to the point of shaking their boots. I understand that, Daddy, but No you don't. Yes, I <laughs> No you don't. I'm not saying I, no, I'm, not, you don't I'm not saying I know. I'm saying that I identify that that is the norm. But what I'm telling you is there's only so much you can do out of fear. Just like you was telling me, we can't dwell on the fear about it. You know that this is a challenge that you're going to have to face. Either you're going to do something about it or you're going to fold and let them people do whatever they want to with your child. But you know what? Speaking from experience, sometimes you need a push from quite a few people. Because I know when I was hit with what I was hit with, I had to talk to everybody. I remember calling you for weeks, crying my eyes out because I didn't know how to deal with the situation. All I know is that this boy done did this paperwork and I ain't got no lawyer. He got a lawyer. I don't know nothing about um, the whole uh, court situation, the process. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't even know that I had a certain amount of days to reply. Respond, yeah. Yeah, and I ended up, (laughs) my case ended up going into default. So when I talked to, when I did talk to an attorney, he basically told me that there was a possibility that I could lose my son. So that was another thing that I had to deal with. So... Well, I think the biggest thing is, though, like the brother Hill was saying, when you start talking about young men, and see, I think what happens is people don't understand that even though black women get killed by police, there's a huge difference between the expectation between a young black man in law and a young black woman in law. Because... In most cases, when you start talking about legal matters, typically when the young black woman is engaging the government on any level, if she's trying to excel, she's pretty much exhibited behavior that, hey, I'm willing to conform. And they're going to reward that because by them rewarding that, they're able to drive a larger wedge in between... Her and the young black male. And a young black male. Yeah. So the young black male 
on the other hand, is operating on a level of, of fear that is not even comprehensible in comparison to where the female is. That's why you see so many young black females graduating from college. That's the reason why. You know, they all through the school system are rewarded. Hey, you get good grades, we're going to promote you. We're going to promote you. Man, when the young black guy's getting good grades, if he's not behaving, he not only has to get good grades, he has to behave a certain way. Gotta fly right. If he does not behave a certain way, they don't care how good your grades are. You ain't gonna you gonna get nothing but punishment. Mm. You know, you go into the school, you can have straight A's. You get into a disciplinary problem three times and see what happened to you. They're gonna get you out of there. You on the dean's list, on the other dean's list, not the one that they post out there in the front of the school. <laughs> You're the one that they put in the black book, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it starts even in school, you know, the, the alienation of the young guy, which puts us in a situation where we begin to act even more bizarre. So when they're engaging a woman and the pregnancy comes about and now they're starting to fear child support and all these things, they, they just going to run. They're going to run. And most of the time, the woman don't even know the process like that. They just, they, they hear, like, this is what you should do. I can agree. I find that. I, I had this. I'm pregnant. Hey, what what should I do? Oh, girl, you should, you should put him on child support. Put him on child support. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You should do that. That way something is set in stone. I think it should be something to where it's a last resort type of thing. Like, if it's like you, you're a single mother and you absolutely cannot get no type of cooperation from your son's father or your, your child's father by any means then it should be like, okay, then we have to resort to this. But I think like these days it's not it's not it's not it's not being there. It's just like it's, it's only maybe a just third party in your business. In your business, yeah. Like if you a third you, party that wants to destroy that you wants to destroy right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's gonna profit off of your misery. Absolutely. That's that's simply profit all a lot is. of money because it's not cheap. It, <laughs> There is a fee. They're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. They're going to get paid. Absolutely. So, yes, you're going to get your money, but, yes, they're going to get theirs. They're going to get theirs, too. Yeah. So and they're going to get theirs first. Exactly. <laughs> off the top. Of, off the top. Isn't that you're crazy? Not, you're not this walking. This money is supposed to be for the child, but you know what? We got to get ours first. Yeah. And, it's almost selfish it's, in a way. And it's, so, and it's set up but, to where, why I say it's biased, it's set up to, it's like, what do you need? We can try to provide it for you. You don't even have to worry about the replication. We'll make him pay for it. You want? You need cash advance? We got you. Forget it. We attack it on his little back end. Yeah. You want? You just not put him on child support? How old is he? Ten? That's why. Oh, let's go come, back. Let's go back. All of that. It doesn't matter. You you want all that back? We can come get that for you. You don't you don't cooperate with, within the system. Say. All right, I had a situation. Uh, I transferred jobs, so you know I have I have my automatically debit. You got um, a gap. You got you got a gap basically. So between that gap, you send me paperwork saying, "Hey, you don't make this payment. I'm taking your driver's license. You take yeah. away my driver's license. I can't get you work. Get, can't you take away my work. Yeah. The child don't get no money. Yeah. So it's, how it's, does it, it don't, it don't, this? It don't work out. Thing it don't. doesn't actually support. His and job. like I'm not. I'm I'm not on any of that or anything like that but I'm surrounded by a lot of like black guys who are on it so what I feel like I feel like it's kind of like a I could understand it to a, to a degree it's a double edged sword it's, it's a double edged sword definitely and it can be taken advantage of it's like 
the law of unintended consequences. But see the the ones I'm around, they trying to they trying to do extra on top of what they already. But it's really getting. not even necessary. It's not. It's not. It's really not even necessary. Okay, so what do you say mm. in situations where dads are just not <laughs> taking care of their kids? Is it not necessary in that case? It's really not. So you're saying that it's okay for a mother to take on the role of being like a sole provider for a child and not getting any kind of help from the dad? What I'm saying is, is that child support is not necessary. Mm. I know. I don't agree I know, with that. I know you don't. <laughs> I know too many black women that have functioned and cared for children without child support. I know too many black women that don't. Well, you know, it's like this. First of all, oh, that's, a, that's if, a tough subject. It if, is if, a very tough. If subject. you have a child, if you have a child, then you know you should. And and I'm saying this, and and I, I'm I'm guessing that the response is going to be this would only happen in a perfect world. You should make sure that you having a child with your mate. Humans mate for life. And if, for whatever reason, that doesn't work out, then, you know, you should be mentally willing to do what you got to do to support yourself and that child. No matter what. Now, hold on now. Everybody don't have that mindset. Hold on. Hold on. Whether everybody have that mindset or not is not as important as what the end result is by us not taking that position. Because when we fail to take that position, we then give the enemy more ammunition to use against us. As we were just talking before, once we get the court system into our families, our families aren't our families anymore. See, you would be far better off to invest 18, 16, 15, 12, 13 years of your life to the rearing of your child without state aid than allowing the state to come into your home and cause all the havoc that they're going to cause. Because the truth of the matter is, some men never step up to the plate. Some men step up late. And if he, or she even for that matter, because sometimes there are women caught in that situation, if they step up a little bit late, now you got all this baggage that you don't throw it around their neck. So even though they want to step up and do the things that they need to do, they can't. That's almost Who impossible. Hmm. Who fault? That's how I feel. You can't dictate. Nope. You cannot. Who fault? Yes. yes. Let me hold ask you this right here. When you say who fault, let's understand something. We are all talking about a society where sex is casual. Correct. That's correct. So now if sex is casual, everything that goes along with the sex is casual too. Wait a minute. Ain't no wait a minute. Yeah. If I'm the sex this. is casual, then the baby is casual. Okay. The okay. baby is casual. Therefore, but... if the baby is casual, it ain't the man's fault. It ain't the woman's fault. That's it was true. mutual. It was casual. That's true. So the product is not going to be just my bearing. Point blank and the period, and it, and I'm not and and you want to sit here and act like a child as to where you don't want to put in on your responsibility. I'm gonna treat you like a child. Children, and I'm gonna put the man on you. Yeah, and and you can't dictate. You cannot dictate anybody's grace. 
if you didn't do your part and she took measures as to what she was going to do to try to get you to do your part, it's up to her how she going to choose to handle that when the time comes for you to want to do the right thing. Okay, you can say that. You can't and you are, dictate and you're entitled place. And you're entitled to your opinion. But let's back up a little bit. Because ultimately what the conversation started about was our people and how to make us better. Right. So now if you're using a device... That's to improve sign. your situation only to damage and not improve but our you also situation gotta look at the look at what you're saying as far as if a woman and a man create a child and that guy that man decides not to step up and take responsibility if later on down the line he decides to have an epiphany like oh let me take care of this seed that I that I planted and help water it now that I'm ready to. Or that's that's basically saying that you can do whatever you want to do and not be held accountable for it until you're ready to assume accountability for your action. Or because two people decide to make a poor decision and there's a product that comes out of that, she should decide to live in an impoverished state or struggle tooth and nail Bone and blood until he decides to be whatever it is that he want to be. Once again, it's a double-edged sword. So, there's reasons for it, but there's also means on where it is exploited. I get that. I get it 100%. I do think it's more exploited than used for... Strategic reasons, but that's I anything. I me personally, that's, that's just my opinion. That's I think anything with the government. I I, I feel like and and because but I of think that, people caught on to the lick. I think. I, I think within this society, people understand what the lick is. A football player that has multiple children and he's making millions of dollars, they catch on to the lick. And who def- who defines, I need this money per month. Like the numerical value of what it takes to raise a kid. Who places that financial? Burden. Like who, who the government does. The court system. The court system. The court system. I feel does. like that's not enough anyway because they're going. They're just going off of how much the dad is making. They're not counting everything that. But mom, again, that formula they designed. Like he said, okay. they came up with that formula. All of y'all talking about this from a parent's perspective. This is my opinion. I ain't got no kids. This is my opinion. It don't matter. Anything that happens, once you involve the government, it's no longer just about solving the issue. It's no longer just about a resolution. There's going to be some exploitation in it. But instead of sitting here saying that, oh, like trying to say that the government shouldn't be involved, period. How about developing a solution where people aren't forced to look to the government? That's the whole thing. It's it's exploited to who it's exploited against. So the more wealthy, the more you get exploited. The more you're poor, the more it benefits you. So if you are a non-worker, you get welfare or whatever, it's not it's not going to hurt you that much. You taking half of nothing is still nothing, but you taking a half of a lump sum. Yes, it benefits you in the sort. It doesn't benefit the child per se, but yes, it will benefit your lifestyle. If I'm making $5 million and I'm giving you five to $6,000 a month, you Calculate that times twelve, as you have a sixty thousand dollar income, six thousand dollar income. All what I'm child needs sixty thousand dollars worth um, of salary? What child needs a do salary? Do you know the average day? expense of uphold like of of 
taking care of a child to put them even in Listen the middle. Oh, oh, let her finish. Let her finish. Let her finish saying what she said. Put Watch this. To uphold, to bring up a child, to even make them the minimum of what a upholding citizen is, to make sure they have the education. What's that number? It's more than thirty thousand. The what? first year. What is the number? The f- okay. Let's look it up. Just, just give me a roundabout. Okay, you, you, you I, 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 I want to hear what like this number is. Give me the roundabout. If we're talking about basic necessities, shelter, clothes, food, water, these basic necessities to keep a human alive. That's more than $30,000. Let's just be realistic. Let's, but is it, no, is it, let's be it's realistic. People because there's people out here living off $30,000. People are working at McDonald's right now for $12,000 a year. What I'm saying is, is it, is it equaling out to what a parent's what a parent's contribution is supposed to be as opposed to just the whole family in general. You get Let what I'm saying? Like as, understand as a, this, though. Sometimes the payments that those that the parents are receiving is not even half of daycare. I, and I, 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 I understand. Like, Sometimes I, I understand. it's not even half a daycare. Sometimes it's not even. By the time I get what what they're what they're giving me, I'm getting my money reimbursed so, from what I already done paid. So in that moment, I understand that as you know, as a child gets older, like there's no daycare, so but there's no there's no change in the amount of child support that a person that a person has to give. As it is. is every, it? Okay. every three years they come back and they reevaluate everybody's expenses. Gotcha. Okay, okay, so okay. the first. First year of a child's life, as of 2017, is what it said. The average spending for basic expenses. It's a baby. In, yes, we talking about food, formula, diapers, oh, the basic necessities. I already know this. Thirty-two thousand dollars. That's okay, somebody's right annual gross pause right income. There. Pause right there. Pause right there. Thirty-two thousand dollars, right? So what about all these people that's living for less than thirty-two thousand dollars? They're going without. Okay. So, you mean to tell me everybody that's making less than $32,000, they ain't eating? They rent ain't Sometimes paid? Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're no, not. No, they're eating. Listen, there's also... I've, I've had situations where I wasn't eating. Wait, 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 wait. I'm Hold in on. between. You know what I'm saying? I've had situations where I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. Okay, baby. Maybe you have. But uh, you ain't starving. I've I've starved before. No, you ain't never starved. I've been sent in situations no where I didn't even have enough money to pay my light bill. I had to wash my clothes. We getting away by hand. We yeah, getting away okay, from a discussion. Okay. The discussion. The, the discussion is child this support. Part, this, <laughs> this, this is part. This, this, this isn't. No. I thought it was providing. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> we don't win. We don't win. Totally no. When it's it's. Do you not realize? Do you not realize most of this nation lives off less than $32,000? And what is your point? You, you, my point no, is, no, my point that- is, I know so many people that make less than $32,000 a year and they can't get through that door right there. So they ain't missing no meals. <laughs> they got cars. They're at the club every Friday night. 
they doing whatever the hell they want to do in their life, and I know for a fact they ain't making thirty thousand dollars. You're getting a year. away from the point. The point that you I'm are trying, trying to, make to bring is up that number is bogus. No, you're trying to bring up people priorities into a general conversation of what it takes to build an upholding I, citizen. I think I think also I guess I guess I guess kind of what he's saying is like okay, say if you it, say if it is thirty two thousand dollars or whatever the case is. That I mean, I'm created. It's okay. It's created, but let's say for example, like that's including what? That's including we're including daycare. Are we including we're including food? We're including uh, a room and you know room and board. Yes. We're including all of that. Now, for let's say for example, some people they don't put their kids in daycare, so that can be that that could be abolished in a way. You know what I'm saying? So that expense could be taken away. So then that takes that from thirty two thousand to what? I mean, daycare is expensive for a child, but you can't do that. You know why? Because the number's not real. It, that's all. See, you can't you can't itemize it. Because the number is not real. Yeah. You can't itemize it and then begin to deduct things because the number is not real. Yeah. The number can't possibly be real because the largest part of the poor population is probably making lives money. off a number that's smaller than the number that they say that requires to rear a child. We're not, but the, you can't say that and because the whole point of being impoverished is that you're lacking something. It don't matter if you overweight. It don't matter... If you have well, somewhere to well, put first your of head, all, the poverty level is what nineteen thousand or twenty thousand, something like that. So what I'm saying is, once you live between twenty and thirty thousand, which is less than the thirty-two thousand, those people are not what is considered to be impoverished. Impoverished is lacking something. I'm not saying it's not. What I'm saying is, the poverty level is nineteen thousand. No. Okay, what's the what's the what's the it's poverty been level raised. now? What is it now? Okay, let me look up poverty. Cause <laughs> let me tell you, you talking to somebody that work in health insurance now. I know all about this. Okay. What I'm trying to say is, it's a time and a place for everything. This this system can be used in your favor for the betterment of oneself, opposed to the detriment of another person or it can be used to better the whole the situation as a whole like like that's, that's what I'm saying what about the community like yeah what like about can, the, what about us collectively to better the entire situation Listen, or it can be used to better oneself that's not part of the conversation the conversation <laughs> listen the conversation is men being providers this whole situation this whole situation of this whole okay. situation of child support started because we were talking about men being in a position where they're doing the right thing. We cannot bring up the fact that the courts being involved with child support, people exploit that. Because the reality is, anytime there's an opportunity, whether it's federal government involved, anyway. or exactly, somebody's always <laughs> going to find a way to finesse something. This is, my, this is my question. Like, when you say, because I want to speak in a whole, I just not, I don't only want to speak on behalf of me. When you speak in generalize the situation of doing the right thing, who's to say what is the right thing? One paying his minimal child support payments could be considered the right thing. The right thing. <laughs> but as she just said, those child support payments barely even cover anything. So, but the law tells me all I have to do is this, this, and this only. And it's anything good. other yeah. than that is considered a gift. But is he not doing the right thing? 
Or is he doing the right thing? Uh, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. I'm Who's not, to say what is the right thing? I'm not saying it either way. Would you look at, this is my question to you. Would you look at him as a provider if he's still out Yeah, if he's paying them child support payments every month. And technically, technically, you could say... Is he providing? Is he providing? I can't say nothing. I'm like I can't say nothing about you if you're doing what you suppose what they're telling you you're supposed to do. And that's where I'm coming from. But, but the, the thing is, of a provider but, is one who provides. But see, that's if, the no, that's my whole. Like I'm agreeing with you. I'm right. saying I cannot say anything to you as a man if you're doing what it is that if you if what you they say you if to do. but I'm that's that's why I'm saying when it comes into that situation. If it's a situation where y'all are, where we're we going to throw that term out again, co-parenting, and you doing what you got to do, and y'all have an agreement, then that's that. If the courts get involved, and then it end up being a different situation, and even if you end up paying less than what you was giving her hand over fist, I still can't say nothing about you because you're doing what you're supposed to do. Can whether I, it's what I, you chose or whether it's something that was imposed can by I the government. Can I interject something? Can I interject something? What? Okay. white man went to war because the government got involved with what was going on in his home. Went to war. Got together. Got their rifles and start killing other people. I'm not Hold talking on, about now, that. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm I, going somewhere I, I, with I like this. the way you start. <laughs> they started murdering other human beings because the government was meddling in their affairs. Now here we are in a debate and saying they set the standard for what we should be doing. Hold no. on, now, I ain't finished. Hold on, now, I ain't finished. Now it just stands to reason that that is inappropriate behavior because if the actual federal law is that the government does not have the right to mandate what is right for us or infringe on what our rights are to exist, live in liberty, peace, and happiness, then how then can they come and interject what is supposed to happen with our personal finances? Because see, when they said to them white folks, y'all gonna pay this, 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 and this, them white folks when they got their rifles, and start killing them. That's not what I said. That's what no, I said. But I no, said because you're saying I said no. You're saying that I brought up saying that the government can set the standard of living for us. Well, you That's did. Not, you said that, if you're no, doing if you, you no, your exact words. No, were, let me if finish. If you're doing what they let say you're supposed to do, I don't have no argument let me, with that. Let me fit, let me interject. All I'm right, trying to I'm trying to control the conversation because we going we going on almost all an place. hour and a half. All right. Whoa. Let me control That's the conversation. A long time, ain't it? All right. What I said was, uh -huh. once you get into a position where you allow the government to set the standard, then that's that. The whole point. How do you allow? Hold on. Wait a minute. By getting them involved in the first place. Wait a No, let me finish. Why are they getting involved? Why? It starts from, it all starts from the root problem. Both of y'all had a child out of wedlock and somebody decided that the agreement or that the arrangement was not working for them and how that child is being cared for. Do I get a chance to rebuttal this? No. Oh. <laughs> because I'm just making a point. Oh, okay. The simple fact of the government don't get involved until somebody decides that they need to be involved. 
And that and the whole point is that you cannot. That's not true. That is not true. How is not true? Because if no, no, whether it's a whether it's an intentional decision or not. Oh, okay. All right. Whether it's an intentional decision or not. Alright. You can con like you can subconsciously uh, have something happen as to where somebody feels like the living standard is not. All I'm saying is when the government said what them white folks had to do, them white folks when they got their guns. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So outside they of got their guns. Outside of outside <laughs> of childcare, <laughs> let's talk about marriage. How do you handle being a provider? If it comes to a situation where the woman is making a larger income than the man. Well, you still got to be the man. Even if she's making more money. But how, how, is, how, how is that handled, though? Because people, again, going on the 50-50 thing, sometimes when people get married, they keep expenses separately. Yeah, well. But then that's... that's you that's don't need to get in that type of situation if you want to. That ain't a marriage. That's a contract. Well, nowadays, <laughs> people treat marriages like contracts. Well, very much so. But it is a contract. Like, you have to treat it like a contract. You sign over your paperwork. Well, some, people, some people do it physically, like, you it's know. It's a contract. So. so, do y'all think that's it's what people have made it before it was not as so? I get, like, my well, question think, is. Oh, okay. The question is, do you think that expenses should be separate in a marriage? marriage? No. no. I don't think so. No. Should be one pot. Like whatever my check goes to, it goes to that particular account. That's you disperse it. We disperse it. Yeah. You disperse it. Well, it's some people that do not live that life. Fifty fifty, yeah. huh? I know yeah. a few. 50-50. I know a few. Fifty fifty. I know some fifty fifty people. And I mean, but what I what I think is, I think you should do whatever works for you and your situation. I think Taylor like I have a too. I have a close friend. Him and his wife, they go fifty fifty on everything. And that's what works for them. Like, they don't have an issue with whatever. I mean, of course, if something happens, you know, one will try to take care of the other. But, I mean, if that's what works for you, that, that's what works for you, I think. I'm not a Bible, like, thumper. But mm-hmm. doesn't it say, like, when you get married, two become one? Yes. Yeah. It says that, right? I mm-hmm. believe in that. So why you want to keep things separate? Like, if two become one and you still got two separate I can't remember who said this. Was it Aristotle? Everything is... Permitted, nothing is forbidden. Do as you will. Was it Aristotle that said that? I don't that? know. I'm trying to get or me pulling that at the head chat. Anyway, that. somebody I've been real out of high famous school 10 years. said that. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Literally. That rule is what dictates society. Right. See, like he just said, you know, it works for some. See, that's that whole mentality. If it works for us, then hey, we're going to go with that. So mm. now you have no reason to have any type of unity in society because everybody doing what they will so now you have this chaos that's brewing and just why do you think that everything that's happening right now is so anti-god I got a I got a reason for that (laughs) no because people started to pull people started to pull back like the curtains in the church. I think that's why people become so anti-God. They see how the pastors you live in and, and things like that. All of the crap. Yeah, like all <laughs> of the mess. The, I'm trying. What's what's the term? The scandal. But I don't all think all of the scandals between the church 
is why people become more spiritual rather than religious. Why people want to, they don't really want to participate in the church setting, but they mm-hmm. want to have, a, you hear that term more often, a relationship. You want to have I your relationship I think where the mistake comes in is when people make a claim to religion, whether it be a pastor, whether it be a deacon, a mother in church, blah, 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 whatever. We put them at a certain stature. And we're also forgetting that, that at they the end of the day, they're, they're human. human at the end of the day, yeah. And the Bible, and you want to bring the Bible into it, the Bible say we all fall short. Yeah. So instead of making it seem like okay, so you you're you're proclaiming yourself to be a pastor, you have to live as such. It's unrealistic yeah, because it's unrealistic, at the end yeah. of the day, they're going to fall short. They're going to make mistakes. Here's my thing. I, I'm, I'm not bringing yes, I'm saying. We are religion I'm not, now I'm not bringing We're not going to put this in the direction of the church I am with Omar In saying that it should be tailor made And this is why I cannot control anything but what is within my ecosystem When I decide to be in a union With a man we need to be on one accord What's going to work for me and him Is what's going to work for me and him Ain't nobody going to come in between that Me and him feel like we are becoming one Our finances are becoming one if you want to go over there and split your finances, you and your man going to have separate accounts, then do that. Because I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. What works for me is what works for me. I'm not going to stick my nose in nobody else's business or nobody else's union. Because when you do that to me, I'm going to close the door in your face. That's it. I feel like the only way to make sure that my man feels like a man is that everything that we have together is one. I also feel like when you separate expenses, it it cultivates discourse. Because how am I going to be the provider of a home and make sure that my home is the way that it needs to be if I don't even know what's going on with my finances or if something falls short somewhere and I have to go constantly go behind my husband and tell him what I need or ask him of something instead of us sitting down and planning things together. Do you guys really think that exactly everybody kind of thinks like that? Like, okay, like the family unit is supposed to be a certain type of way, right? But some people just kind of are living to, I don't know if it's just living to get by or maybe to just live just for you to be comfortable, I guess, in, as, a, as a person. Well, society in itself but, is, a, is living proof that everybody do not think like that. A- absolutely. So it's like if, if one person is like, okay, this is like if a group, uh, a marriage couple, if they feel like this works for us, like, we don't have any fights. We don't have any arguments. He has his half. He has, she has his half. Like, that's what works for me. You get what I'm saying? Like, is it really, that's why is it really necessary like- to kind of, like, break that and be mm-hmm. like, yo, you should, bro, I, you should be I, paying for the rent 100%. I'll say this. You know? I'll say this. If you get five million families across this nation that start doing what works for them, Mm-hmm. And that thing take root and it becomes known. I'll give it five years before something comes about to affect change in that. Mm-hmm. Because if we look back at history, right here in this in our country, you look at all the trends that made families stronger. Find one of them still in play right now. You right about that? Ain't no dinner. Hey. I don't know what you're saying. You know what you're 
Ain't no talking around the dinner table. Because we grew up in a household where it was my dad's rule that everybody sat down at the dinner table. My mama talked about that. She talked about how she hated that he did that. In in the moment, in the moment, she hated it because she always had to deal with. Y'all know how kids get when they get hungry. She had to deal with five of them, and two of them was under the age of five. But my daddy said, "Ain't nobody eating till you come pick me up." Once again, it goes back to I said, "There's no structure. Who wants structure? Nobody cares about structure." They want the benefit of the structure. They don't want to live through the structure. So if you get a bunch of people that start doing them and it works, I guarantee you within five years something will happen within the hierarchy to disrupt that. The the length of marriages. Oh, we're sure. When we talk about that kind of stuff, it kind of bothers me because they talk about the amount of things that women put up with and how they not for it and this, this, that, and the third. And then we come into the thing where people feel like they have too many options. Back then, that wasn't the case. You was either you do My grandparents were married. My grandparents were married for over 30 years and my granddaddy put my grandmama through the wire. And still she put her marriage first and she put her family first and she loved her husband. She didn't is, is go anywhere. Not, is that not to Well, that wasn't the situation with my grandparents. Now, one of my grandparents, my grandfather put my grandmother through the ringer. But on the other side, man, I saw, like, this cookie-cutter perfect relationship. I mean, it wasn't perfect because they argued. Right. They fought. But they never went to sleep on their anger. And I don't care how intense the argument was, at the end of the day, she always won him over or he won her over. And you know what? One thing that I respected in our childhood, you and my mom, y'all never let us see you argue. Not like never. That. Mm-hmm. So when something went wrong, let's use the example of you guys separating. When that happened, it was kind of like a okay, shock I'm to chill. us. Well, yeah. Because we was like, we didn't know what... <laughs> we were under the impression that everything was good. Our parents never had a disagreement in front of us. It was always mm-hmm. behind closed doors. And I respect that. I feel like it's healthy for kids to see disagreements sometimes because they have to know that it's okay for people to have a difference of opinion. But I only feel like if it's, you can manage the disagreement. Yeah, right. I feel like yeah. I feel like it's important for them to see that at some point. Healthy yes, argument. Yes. Yeah. They need to see at some point what you got to come together. It's not all perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I respect I respect the situation that they had back then because you had to deal with the situation. You had to go through it. Mm-hmm. It's it's flight nowadays. It's yeah. I don't because people you don't like, you. I ain't gotta tolerate I don't, this. Yeah, I don't people need this. Feel like I don't. There's so it's many flight. options. But it's flight. So, but we developed that palette ourselves. No, we didn't. It was fed, force fed to us. You think so? Of yes. course it was. There's plenty of people like, girl, you ain't got to take this. There you go. You ain't got to put up with that no more. And where this they got that idea from? This, this is where did that that person that said you ain't where did they get that from? <laughs> TV, radio, yeah. media. And the portrayal is that once you married, it's marital bliss. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing that you have to go through. Or, and I mean, I've been. I mean, just in my just finding out certain things in my family. Like I, some stuff I've heard. I'm like, I can't believe y'all went through this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe. Well, it. see, you, you know, that's you know? crazy because as a child, we weren't taught that. We were not taught that. 
you know, we were taught that sex meant something. We were taught yeah. that when you married somebody, you know, it was like it was like your hardest job you ever could imagine. That's what marriage is. So, you know, when 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 I grew up thinking about marriage, I needed to love who I was trying to marry because if I didn't love them, it was a good chance that I was going to have this awful, god-awful relationship. The only chance I had of having something good was to go find a woman, fall in love, and get married. Mm. So, you know, I think the, the, the loss of those ideals was just insane because if a person thinks that, you know, oh, I'm going to get married and it's going to be peaches and cream, okay, you, I can bet you right now that ain't going to work. Okay, but how the back to the root question, how do we reestablish? Because right now we have, we're in a state of progression where we actually wanted to revert back to what the atomic family looks like, especially for black people. It's like Nike. But I'm saying, <laughs> no, like, how do you. This is my question. Okay. Oh, yeah, so when you say you want to go back to the time of black family, you want the family structure of which America established? Or the family structure that we had in slavery? Like, which one do you want? Or do you want to go back to Africa on how they do things? You know how many nations in Africa and they all have it's multicultural, right. even mm-hmm. though it's the same continent, they all have a different premise. And that's why I'm asking mm-hmm. when you say the family structure, you mean this American, but they all have multiple wives. Well, well, I'm talking about what I'm saying. No, it don't matter how many wives you have because polygamy is. Polygamy no. is a choice the as well. I feel like people have that choice. Of choice. My point is, I'm talking about the basic structure, meaning the respect between man and wife. How are we going to reestablish that with the smaller generation that we have it's now? Just like it's you like said, Nike. It starts with your own person. Yes, and, just do it. And how you're instilling those morals and all and those characteristics into your children. That's where it's going to change. It's got to start with that person saying, this is what I want to install in my kids. Okay. So since we established that, we're going to go around, because it's time for us to cut it short. We're going to go around, we're going to talk about free game. So, free game is basically just give some advice on how you think the structure of raising young men and young women needs to change. Yeah, free game. To show us your free game. <laughs> I don't even know what free game is. Can I go last? <laughs> you always want to go last. It is free game. I just said. I missed it. <laughs> basically, just give your unpopular opinion on what needs to change in raising young men and young women right now to reestablish how we respect each other. Mm. Make it quick. <laughs> was that was that geared toward me? No, it was a general <laughs> statement. This was a good Go ahead. Well, maybe maybe mine's is communication. I guess you just gotta talk more. Um, I find a lot of people. Well, I don't know. I mean, just what I've seen. I haven't seen too many people kind of go through what they're going through without talking like one-on-one you know like say for example you're going through the child support thing like they're not communicating at all it's like 
talk to my lawyer type thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just the child support thing can't be the only thing that you guys are going through. You still kind of got to be a parent as well. So, I guess co-parenting would be one thing, I would say. Free game, you got two ears, one mouth. You should always listen before you speak. Mm. Free game. Daddy. Free green. I think you, uh... Oh, You got to... (laughs) Wow. You got to get back to establishing values in the children. Mm -hmm. And uh, maintaining open communication with your children. I think they not only have to know what the principles that you want them to embrace, but they also have to be able to bounce their thoughts and ideas off of you. And you need to have that open communication with them as early as possible. I mean, even as toddlers, we need to teach our children to verbalize and communicate with us as well as teaching them to embrace our values. My free game, I say this all the time, and I'm going to keep saying it until it changes. I think that women need to let go of that feminist mindset. That thing is detrimental to the family unit, man. It's you, strong. You need men. Like in, real, like, in real life, we need to identify the fact that we need men for something and that they are the pillars of the household. It's not about equality because... We all have different responsibilities. You can't be equal if your calling is different. That's it. My free game is just basically for, like we talked about, in order for things to change in the black family, I think that it starts with the men. And I feel like uh, in a lot of cases, men just need to step up. Um, respect your women show your kids how to respect women uh, especially your sons and be very selective about Mm. who you have a child with that's a word right there yeah (laughs) well that's it this is like the longest episode we have ever had. Where we where we at right now? Um, it's gonna be maybe an hour forty minutes. Oh, I mean, wow. but it? it'll probably yeah, it'll chopped probably be chopped up a little bit, yeah. but it'll easily at least be an hour thirty five. It was a good conversation though. All right, you guys. Um, make sure you listen, rate, and share. If you got something you want to talk about, then you can always email us at let's talk at sisterfriendpc.com. Remember, follow us on i. G, sister friend PC. You can follow me at Kitty2K, K I T T Y, the number two, letter K. Peace.